0: What's going on, travel family? And shout out to all the adventurers near and far. Welcome to Point Noir, home of the Point Noir podcast, where we not only inspire, but equip men of color to go out and explore the world for themselves. I'm your host, Jerry the third, AKA Kimono Jack. And this is the 65th session of the Point Noir podcast was good y'all happy tuesday i'm recording this from amsterdam in the netherlands right now my first time out here really enjoying it got some fries got some stroopwafel checked out the coffee shops checked out a couple of black owned establishments out here so definitely make sure you're following along at point noir show on ig or follow my personal ig and see what I'm up to because it seems that I travel a little bit differently than everybody else you might be checking out in the travel game. For instance, did you know that you can rent a bike and just bike around Amsterdam and that's how everybody gets around. It's been so awesome just to know that I'm only a quick five or 10 minute bike ride away from these beautiful canals, all the history, all the food. So definitely when you come to Amsterdam, I suggest you rent yourself a bike, save money on the Ubers because they're a little bit expensive and if you get the opportunity, check out the public transportation let's say you don't want to use a bike or it's not really possible for you but hey i'm all about the bike game we have another amazing guest to share with you today and before we do that i want to remind everybody that we do sponsor a man of color to get his passport every single month all those details are on our instagram at point noir show All you gotta do is hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, and if you really are struggling, send me an email, shoot that over to kimonojack at pointnoirshow.com. If you need inspiration or you're nervous about what an entry, a good entry should look like, all you gotta do is put in hashtag passpoint18 or passpoint19 into Twitter or IG and you will see all of our entrants and our winners over the past year plus that we've been doing this so as always we're out here to encourage more men of color to go out and see the world for themselves it's so important and every time we share another man's color on the show it just emphasizes that point that these men come back changed transformed inspired full of self-confidence full of self-esteem and i am here for that a hundred percent hopefully you are too in fact i bet you are too that's why you're tuning in That all being said, without further delay, let's introduce today's special guest. Joining us today as our special guest at The Point is Mr. Jackie Whitmill Jr., Make sure you check him out on Instagram at SirJuice. And instead of using a U, use a V when you spell juice. Now, if that name sounds familiar and you've been rocking with us for a while, Jackie was in our very first winner circle. He's one of our passport winners. Now, if y'all know me, y'all know these are some of my favorite shows to do. I'm so proud and also inspired by these men of color who have taken the chance to just enter into a contest, they've received the passport, they've been doing the work, they took their first trip and then they come back home to the point and share their story with all of us here in the community. I'm so grateful for it and I get so excited. So this is another one of those kind of sessions. Jackie's gonna tell us what brought him overseas, what he was doing, how it's changed his perspective and even shifted his view of himself. It's a really awesome story and the fact that he is here in the DFW area and we know each other personally, that even makes it sweeter for myself. So if you're into some like really genuine, heartfelt moments, we got those in this session. A lot of laughs too, a lot of jokes, and I think you're really going to enjoy Jackie's perspective. He's also got a great podcast voice. So as always, here's our three-step routine. You already know what it is. Step number one, grab yourself a nice refreshing beverage of your choice could be alcoholic could not be it's up to you step number 2 find the coziest corner on the comfiest couch that you can and step 3 sit back relax and enjoy another session from us here at the point noir podcast i'll see you on the flip side jackie my guy thank you for joining me today at the point how you feeling bro
1: man yeah, i'm feeling good tired right, but feeling good <laughs> Hey man, you're a young guy. You got a
0: lot of energy. You got to keep up the pace, man. What's up?
1: I mean, that's true. But you know, as as a working musician, it gets it gets really busy during the you know around the end of the year. So got to keep myself moving.
0: Let's qualify that as a working musician who's good. Like, is <laughs> <laughs> a difference. Is a difference when you pop in. You know what I'm saying? Like your your schedule is allowed to be booked when you good. When when you average, you know, you can. Take some weekends off.
1: Yeah, you do have a choice, but it's good to have the extra, you know, the extra income where you can do whatever you want with it, you know, whatever. <laughs> it pays not to suck. Yeah, it pays not, Man, that's perfect. I'm, I'm tweeting that.
0: Now. Hey, man, we out here just dropping gems right in the beginning of the show. Dude, I'm so excited to talk with you. Um, besides the fact that I know you got a great voice for uh, being broadcasted. I'm just like, damn, I wish my voice was as cool as Jackie's. But you (laughs) are joining us for your feature session because you're one of our passport winners. I am. Indeed I am. And recently you just took your first trip abroad. And we're here first and foremost to congratulate you. The last time we spoke, last time you were featured on the platform was about a year ago. After you had won, it's been uh, literally almost 12 months since then, but you just took your first trip. So we want to talk about the process, talk about your first experience. And I mean, because we haven't caught up on any of it, but you went to one of my favorite places in the world, a place I know really well. And I would just love to hear about what happened and what that was like. So let's get into it, man. How was the whole passport process for you? Like when you got your passport in your hand, how did you feel?
1: Man, honestly, it was a breath of fresh air, you know, just from me, like at the at the beginning of the process, me just stressing over all of like the details of, you know, how to get the passport and actually going to go do it. It's just like, it was a piece of cake, to be honest. Like you said, it's, it's one thing that everybody needs because you never know, you know, when you're going to get that call and or when you want to take that opportunity to actually do it, you know, go out the country. But it's like, it's such an easy process now that I think about it. So yeah, that's what I think about the process. It's super simple. And I think everybody should do it. Everyone should do it. Well,
0: especially in your line of work, because when you're a performer, artist, or musician, international gigs generally pay really well.
1: <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, they really do. And the thing about it is, you know, the international gigs, like just from being out of the country for the first time, I think people are more appreciative outside of like the States, you know, outside of the USA. It was a whole different experience, man. And I, man, I can't wait to get into it. I can't wait to get into talking about it because this man it's so much. <laughs>
0: We're going we're gonna to get to it, bro. So first, as we're talking about the whole passport process, because we've had a few conversations, I check in on everybody who's won a passport. If I don't hear any news, I'm just checking in to see if you need any help. If something came up, do you think that you're getting a passport could have gone faster? And do you have any tips that you could share with anybody else who might also be struggling through the process? Like, what were some roadblocks you hit?
1: Man, one of the main roadblocks was me basically thinking, you know, as, as far as like, government stuff as far as like, you know, paying tickets and toll fees and stuff. Along the way, I thought that stuff like that could hinder you from like getting your passport, but it doesn't. You know, I got up there and actually, you know, got up there and got it done. and was sitting there waiting for my passport to come in. I was just like, man, what if, what if I don't get my passport due to the fact that I got tickets and, you know, handling financial stuff as, as like, as far as debt and everything else. So I went on mm-hmm. the whole Google scheme of things and started Googling things up like, okay, what are restrictions for like for you getting your passport and stuff like that. And you know, it turned out to where it was just like, Oh, I'm worried for no reason. Let me go up here and get my passport. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like, it's funny you mentioned that cause we, we had
0: conversations. You'd be like, yeah, bro, I got these parking tickets. I'm sitting here. I didn't, I didn't really understand where you were coming from because for, for everyone listening, Unless you have back owed child support, mm-hmm. you're you're pretty much good to travel and get a passport. And they'll let you know when you apply if, if there's some sort of issue. But you're like, yeah, I got these parking tickets. And I'm like, yeah, but I gave you the money and it's a money order. So you can't use it for... I just thought you had other priorities. You were like, man, I only got so much time in a day. So you thought that the tickets would bar you from getting a passport.
1: Well, yeah, that and then including like, you know, I'm in debt or whatever from like school or whatever. So I from what I was thinking it was just like man get fucking oh excuse me my bad <laughs> it's like man no 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 i mean
0: i didn't i didn't mention this cuz i thought you knew but yeah you can say whatever you want on the show man i'll be most recently i've been cursing a lot so yeah
1: <laughs> sweet sweet i'm glad you said that cuz now i'm just like oh i'm holding back so much but it's just like man just for me to just like procrastinate on it so much but it was like when i got the call to go to paris then they hit me with the question you know hey so I'm gonna need your passport information. You can send me a picture of your your, your passport information, and I just it was just like, "Oh shit, I gotta get my passport." <laughs> so that's the thing that got me off my ass to just like, "Yo, just go do it, man." You know, and it's funny because all of my friends have been telling me, my friends, Quentin, KJ, everybody's been telling me, "Man, just go get that shit. It's necessary to have it beforehand." But I was kind of glad, you know. That I had two months, you know, before the actual hit. Matter of fact, I had months, like several months, before the actual mm-hmm. hit to get my passport. But it came in, what maybe two months before the gig even occurred or whatever. So it was, it was perfect timing. But it was just like, man, now that I think about it, it's just like, man, I wish I would have got it sooner.
0: Yeah, I was sitting here wa- waiting. I was like, man. I mean, because because of the level that you perform and play at it's like it's only a matter of time and for you really it's a professional thing because when someone calls you and says yo send me your passport information they're not really thinking oh he doesn't have a passport and right. that's a different level of stress it's like someone calling you for a job interview and you ain't got a suit they're calling you like it's regular cuz yeah. you've already had your you know name passed around they they probably know of you so they're like yo hell yeah he's got a suit hell yeah he's got a passport <laughs> so that just alleviates some stress so I'm glad it all got through and you know, you mentioned debt, and just to be clear with everybody on the show, we covered everything for you, didn't we? Yeah, indeed. Okay, so we, we got you. We got you. Um, <laughs> Bet, so you've hinted at it, so let's talk about this first trip. Where did you go, why, and what were you doing? So
1: I went to Paris, France, had a gig at this venue. Well, it's a festival that happens every year. Um, it's called Jazz A La Félet, and it's and uh, it's a yearly thing that happens or whatever. But some of the top hitters hit on this festival. And it's just like Kenny Garrett was there the week before. Ghost Note was there the week before. And then all of a sudden, I'm hitting there with Bobby Sparks. So yeah, I got the chance to actually play with Bobby Sparks. My first gig with him. And man, let's just say Paris is a whole nother level of just eye-opening shit, man. It's It's weird how when I first got over there, it opened my mind up to just instead of replacing the history, you build around it. That was the first thing I noticed when I got there. It's just like seeing all the buildings and seeing like all the new restaurants being built out of these old buildings that's been there for years, like more than decades. It's beautiful. Paris was centuries. Man. Yeah, way back.
0: Nice man. And I definitely understand a little bit of that. And I'm so glad you got to hang out in a city I know a ton about. I wish I had known. You didn't tell me you were going to Paris. You hit me up a few days later, which I appreciate. But I was like, I know he was working. I know he's busy. But I would have loved to share, you know, if you had any questions, what to expect. Um, but you, you took it head on, man. And let's uh, decode a little bit of musician lingo because we're going to want to talk like that. Tell somebody what a gig is. Tell somebody a little bit more about Bobby Sparks, just so they can get a little bit of context and appreciation for, you know, what you were out there doing.
1: OK, so first you begin a gig. Well, a gig to me, everybody has their, their term of a gig, but a gig is, you know, someone to give you the opportunity to not only express yourself, but it's work. It's fun, but it's it's being paid to do what you do. So yeah, Bobby Sparks, he's one of the OGs, like on some serious OG level shit from Snarky Puppy and being the MD for Kirk Franklin for many, many of of years. It's just like you hear Bobby on like TV shows, like TV commercials. He's like probably one of the most recorded cats to come from like the Texas scene he's another kind of cat. It's one of those dudes that's just like, he sees the potential in like, you know, the younger generation and he wants to just do nothing but push that. So for him to even give me the opportunity, man, I'm forever grateful. And man, again, thank you, man, for putting me in the position where, you know, you made it much more easier for me to get there. You know what I'm saying? Just from, from me winning, you know, the opportunity to get a free passport. Like that's, that's that's a lot that's heavy man you know
0: absolutely man and it's a pleasure you you're, you're a, a cat that i admire for the work you put out and i believe in your talents and your abilities and this is really enjoyable for me and to get everybody caught up did you mention what instrument bobby plays or what instrument you play
1: i did not um bobby sparks he's a keyboard player slash organist slash galaxy head he's 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 tapped into something for sure. He's he's tapped into a lot, and I'm just a drummer, you know, just <laughs> not your average drummer, but I'm a, I'm a good one. I'm a pretty damn good one, if I do say so
0: myself. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! So you gig, you play around and a gig is just an event, a music event usually of some yeah. sort, mm-hmm. because you're a musician and you play a lot around Dallas, but even more on the road, and of course now internationally and you know, for Bobby to, to kind of include you in his projects with all of his reputation and fame all the way across the ocean, man, that's a dope thing that had to have been like working with one of your, one of the people you look up to.
1: Yeah. It was a learning experience, man. Cause the fact that not only did I get to play with him, but he just expressed, you know, years of his experiences, you know, with me, you know, coming back to the United States, man, I'm not even gonna lie. It changed my whole perspective of how to gig, how to treat certain opportunities as far as when it comes to doing the recording session and in enhancing my practice abilities even how to treat people you know because i mean all of that goes by hand in hand and, I, and honestly man paris changed my insight a lot man and in the fact that i must say this and i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna mean exactly what i say put it this way while i was out there there was not like it wasn't like hate but there's a certain, there's a certain thing that that they don't like about Americans so much. And it's like, for instance, I was out one night at a jazz club called, I think it's called Laguerre. Laguerre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what, this is what fucked me up. So literally me and some random guy almost got into it just because he was trying to like impersonate this American accent or whatever, but it, it it ended up being a, a lesson in a way to where it opened my eyes up to the fact that people don't know much unless you tell them. So the, the more the conversation, you know, went on, it's just like, you learn a lot about not only who you are, but it's just like you're learning their culture as well. And it's just like, I didn't know you could walk inside a music venue club and while the band is playing, they will tell you to shut the fuck up. And if you don't shut the fuck up, you'll get kicked out the spot. That fucked me up. <laughs> that fucked me up <laughs> big time, man. Like, I don't know, man. Paris was different. It was just like they have so much respect for, like, not only musicians, but the love of art. Man, I'm not even going to lie. It, it changed my whole insight on a lot. I might be repeating that, but I'm, I'm kind of speechless right now because I'm actually still marinating in, you know, the whole experience itself for sure they
0: are definitely appreciators of art and huge admirers of music and musicians you did uh jazz uh at the Villette, a la Villette, mm-hmm. and so they, they have another festival i don't know if you heard about it, it's called fête de la musique and it's where they literally shut down the streets in all of these different sections of paris paris one of the most visited cities in the world they shut down the streets and just have dozens if not 200 different live music acts going all throughout the metro region just for one entire day and people just stroll with their families enjoy free music like they're really with it damn that's crazy and you don't consistently see that in the states it's not it's not in our culture and the type of music you play jazz there's so much history and there's so much black history around that during world war Two, or oh man let me get it right world war one mm-hmm. we introduced jazz with our or um we'll call it uh swing style music (laughs) don't want to get too political out here i know i know we got some you know people be sensitive and i get it it's it's not that i don't appreciate the music who knows who's listening to this y'all jazz heads y'all accredited professors and commentators of the culture but listen uh swing music came into into vogue in paris because of the involvement of black soldiers during world war one literally brought an entire style that that revolutionized their nightlife, their their club scene. Uh super influential. So the fact that you got to carry on in that tradition is so major, man. I, I definitely can't overstate that fact. That's a beautiful thing. And to actually represent the music played by the people who came up with it, who had this experience, the diaspora and the culture that we grow up in. Like that, that's a beautiful thing, bro.
1: Right, man. Appreciate it. You know, just trying to keep it alive. And you know it's funny? The thing for the festival was jazz is not dead which is crazy you know that's that's crazy
0: that's that's a whole nother podcast topic because uh, forget it you mentioned something really interesting (laughs) when uh, (laughs) you said you you arrived at paris and you you noticed that they built around the history and instead of replacing it or destroying it and i i'd love for you to share some more of your insights like how did you feel getting off the plane arriving at cdg with this legend from uh, you know this international music, touring, legend. What were your thoughts and initial observations once you got to Paris?
1: As soon as I got off the plane and walked outside, my first thought was, damn, it's cold as shit. (laughs) It's cold (laughs) as shit outside. Man. And actually, man, got picked up in this Mercedes to where it was like, I I didn't believe Mercedes had it in them. I've seen a bunch of Mercedes, (laughs) but it was just like, this one was like, fuck, I might want a car note now, man. Right. And I'm not even going to lie, the whole dashboard was just screen, nothing but screen. And I'm sitting up here looking mm-hmm. like, damn, am I looking at a TV or something? Like, what the fuck? It was a very humbling experience because as soon as you leave the airport, obviously, you know, you get on the highway. I But on the way to, like, my hotel, from what I know, Paris has, I don't know how many districts there are, but you know, just to go through some of the districts to get to my hotel. That was the first thing I saw, you know, from the homeless people. I guess it was like the first district. I'm not sure it was the first district, but like on the way there, you see like these tents and like homeless people just like asking for money. And then all of a sudden you see, you know, you get further into the city. There's like abandoned buildings that have, you know, a bunch of writings on them and it was this huge old looking church. It was, it was a wedding going on inside, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like your normal church. It was just like, you know, just like the big bell, you see the big bell on the top. And it's like, mm-hmm. you see stuff like that. And it's just like, damn, what, what year am I in right now? Like what the fuck is going <laughs> on? But on the way to the hotel, you know, it, it, it kind of, it kind of blew my mind. Cause it was just like, you know, people, the the way people drive in Paris, it's no better than New York. (laughs) Right. Because it was just like, man, like my first thought was like, I feel like I'm in South Dallas, but yet downtown in a way. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I'm getting these two things at once and I don't know how to process this right now. So let me just like continue (laughs) to walk Too much sensory input. Yeah, it's just like, let me just walk around a bit. And then the fucked up thing. Well, it wasn't fucked up because it was a beautiful experience, man. So I got to the hotel. Couldn't check in my hotel yet because my room wasn't ready. It was fucked up. My room wasn't going to be ready till about 3. So I landed probably around 7 a.m. So from 7 to 3 o'clock, my phone died. So I just grabbed a map and just started walking all over the place. And I visited the Eiffel Tower. That was beautiful, man. That's. It's just like shit that I used to dream of as a kid. This was like one of my, you know, one of my dreams just to visit Paris and go do all this shit. And for me to actually go do it, it was just like, whoa, like what is happening right now? Like am I, I'm alive right now and doing this shit. This is not a dream, you know, Jeez. Wow.
0: I didn't know Paris was one of your dream cities. I had no idea. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, man. And it's, it's funny because I've, I've, I've always told my mom, my mom was like, wow, you're finally doing it. I've always told her, it was like, the first place I want to go when I go out the country is Paris.
0: And someone happened to call you for a gig. Wow, dude. That's yeah. dope.
1: That is dope. I'm still trying to process it, man. Sometimes I'm like, like when I'm doing a gig and I'm actually like zoning out or whatever and I close my eyes, sometimes I feel like I'm still in Paris. That's that's the experience. You know, that's that's the, the weight that it left on me, man. It's like an itch. I can't wait to get somewhere else out the country.
0: For sure, man. And again, I had no idea that Paris was one of your, you know, destination cities. I always say that when I showed up there, my intention was to go to Paris. But growing up, France and Paris were never really on my map like that. So I'm glad that those things just worked out hand in hand. And that first international trip had that additional meaning to you. Were there any surprises about the culture or about seeing Paris up close? You mentioned going through the different districts.
1: Let's see. That was it. Was a culture shock for me because Paris was 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 mind-blowing because it's just like there are a lot of people that are from Paris that you would think that are from somewhere totally you know somewhere totally different so yeah. that was that was a that was a big shock for me just walking down the street and just like embracing like so many different races of people and honestly they weren't too friendly <laughs> 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 they weren't friendly at all until like, People found out I was a musician then it was just like, oh, hey. Then it felt like royalty at that moment. Let me buy you a drink. Let me buy you coffee. Let me buy you this. And I was just like, wait, what? What the? Wait. Yeah. Pause. (laughs) But yeah, it's one of those things where you imagine, you know, you see things on TV and then you actually go experience it. And it's like, whoa, wow, this is happening. Not only this is happening, but I'm, I'm blown away by what's happening right now. And you know what else is funny, man? Mm-hmm. I went to maybe a couple of shopping places, you know, where they buy clothes and shoes and stuff. Funny thing, they didn't have any type of, like, like, shoe that we would normally wear. Like, you know, that's on our normal catalog as far as, like, other than, like, Chucks, um, sketches and stuff. Well, they had some New Balances or whatever, but they didn't have, like, Jordans, Nikes or anything like that. They didn't sell that kind of stuff. Really? It was kind of weird for me at first, but it was just like, you know, you walk into a footlock, like, you walk into a footlock, like, it's just like, all right, I can get a pair of Nikes, or a pair of Jays or a pair of Converse's or something. But they didn't have that. I was just like, that 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 kind of tripped me out. And I was just like, I'm gonna go to some, you know, somewhere else, and see if I could like, you know, find some like, name brand stuff. But it was crazy, because like, they had their brand, like, you know, the people who designs that, you know, design shoes out there, they had like their kind of design and stuff, which kind of blew my mind. Cause I'm like, yo, this is some actual cool stuff, but it's, it's like, they, they feed into their own, man. That's the one thing I've noticed about Paris friends. And I'm just like, man, Americans, we're so greedy, man. We can, we can be <laughs> so greedy <laughs> in so many different categories that's that's another podcast conversation i guess <laughs>
0: yeah slightly different topic but i want to know did you find a pair of jays
1: no i did not <laughs>
0: wow and so that's really interesting because i mean you're you're a sneaker guy but you know easily cop a pair of air max 720 so i don't know if it's the area or neighborhood that you were in especially for a foot Locker, which is a u.s brand they usually have jays like i've I bought my first pair of Jordans in Paris, so they have them. That's crazy. Yeah, no, and I still wear them. Like, they're one of my favorite pairs of shoes. So it just kind of goes to show you that every individual experience has its own narrative. And, you know, especially those Air Max 720s. Last time I was in Paris a few months ago, I was like, damn, everybody just going to wear these because they love American culture. Now, you can get different styles of stuff. They release some Mm -hmm. color waves in uh, Europe that they will never release in the U.S., and that's what a lot of people like to go overseas to cop, especially for the sneaker heads. But yeah, they definitely got them. So you might have been at a odd footlocker or something.
1: It was sitting next to like a a kebab place that was like full of black people working there, which was pretty interesting to me as well. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. It was It was weird. Yeah,
0: man. Okay. So sneaker game, but it also shows you the power of just one narrative. Hmm who knows? Everyone's got their different perspectives. Cause like I said, I got my first J's out there. You know, you can, you can find them cause they love our culture enough, but in your mind, that's what you experienced. So that that's truth for you. Yeah. Like nothing good or bad about it is what it was on that day at that place. Did you get a chance to meet or connect with any black people, Americans or otherwise while you were out there?
1: Not really, not really. Everyone that I've met just from like Rome in the city or whatever was, was from there. But it, it's funny how. It it got to the point to where I had to have people to like you know translate what I'm trying to say. It's funny because I'm glad you say that. I met a, I met this group of people at this bar. The bar is not even there anymore. I guess they got new ownership. You know, new manager or whatnot. Met a couple of guys and they were so fascinated just to learn. Basically, it was like a trade off. You know, they were teaching me things to say in French, and I was teaching them how. You know, we say things, but it, it was so interesting to see how how much they loved like learning. They loved learning like our our culture, even though they hate our president. I mean, who who doesn't? But that's yeah. Anywho, it was it was kind of mind blowing because I met more. I don't know. I, I don't know if I could say if they were white or anything, but it was just like maybe some like people from London was what I met
0: the mm-hmm. most
1: while I was out there which was weird because it's just like okay I mean I guess you know each experience has a has its different you know different story or whatever but it was just like most of the people that I met and I mean I didn't really meet too many people because I, I I didn't really want to talk to many people I'm like oh snap I don't know anybody I just want to <laughs> right find this and find this and get out the way plus you don't know what I'm saying anyway <laughs> but no, nah, I didn't really meet too many black people. Not even at the festival? At the festival, yeah. Well, from from ah oh, man. I mean other musicians oh, and things like other that? other Musicians. Um
0: Okay, okay, they count too.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought you were just talking about, you know, people who from there.
0: And at the same time, you're it's a job. This is work for you. So you're not there necessarily to be a tourist right. if you have any time to get and experience the city. That's great. But generally, when you're an international touring artist, you're on dates, you have deadlines, you have other gigs to get back to, Mm -hmm. back wherever you're based. So usually, you know, you just wave in at stuff as you uh, drive back to the airport. It's a pretty, it can be a quick turnaround. How long were you in Paris for?
1: I was in Paris for two days, two and a half days, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's not even enough time to recover from jet lag. (laughs)
1: Yeah, dude. And I'm not even gonna lie. When I got back, when I got back, the states it man that was the longest flight of my life like oh my mm-hmm. god and that was terrible this old lady was next to me just like talking so much so so much but i learned a lot from her i learned a lot from her She she's she used to be a dancer or whatnot but yeah jesus that coffee is kicking in is kicking Bro, in. I get it.
0: You're still, you are still <laughs> desaturating from the experience. There's all this stuff that you saw, and again, this is over a period of like, I'm talking, forty eight hours. Yeah, <laughs> a very short period of time. You went from being at home and being comfortable to being in a whole new culture, having to perform a demanding job on a big stage. And then headed back home, and meanwhile, all these experiences and opportunities are passing by. The sights, the sounds, the smells—it's a lot, man. Yeah. I'm I'm here with it, man. I absolutely know a little bit of what you've been through.
1: And it's, it's you know what's funny, man. So the thing is, man, like the reason why Paris was so amazing to me—the even down to the food—it's one thing to just like to not know what what the government is putting in our food, but it's just like even when i was eating out there or drink i never drink coffee but i now now that i'm back in paris man i fucked around and bought a shit ton of coffee and i've been drinking it every morning ever since <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying but the the funny thing that yeah. i noticed about just the food out there man they have like people who grow crops they have people who own farms and actually come into like the city the suburbs and sell their food. Like I've never, you know, we have places like that called the flea market or whatever, but it's like, you really don't know where you're getting like, you know, getting all this food from or whatever. But it's just like, man, when was this? This was on a Sunday, I believe. Man, I walked down the street Mm -hmm. and just so happened to run up on people just selling their produce. And And it got down to the point to where, you know, I was asking questions like, yeah, where did where did this stuff, you know, where 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 did you guys get this, you know, get this get this much crops and produce from? He was like, Yeah, we own we all own farms and we all just like come together and actually sell good product. And it man, I'm not even gonna lie, they had like rotisserie chickens, they had a sushi bar. It got down to the point to where it, even fish, but it was all displayed to where it was just like, you know, a business out of a van kinda kinda ordeal instead of, you know, owning a a building or whatever. But it's just like I bought a bunch of food and then after eating so much of of Paris food, man, I'm not even gonna lie, I was never like I never felt the fatigue from from eating all their food. Now I I I love to eat. Mm. I'm not even gonna lie about that. Shit. I love to eat. (laughs) But it was the fact that, you know, even down to the water, it's just like What's that one brand, Uh, Evian? I think it's called Ivion. Yep. That's like their yep. low, that's like their-
0: That's basic shit that's out there. That's
1: basic shit out there, which fucked me up, man. And it's just like, yo, like we have Walmart, we have corporate-ass places that are just like, some people get sick from eating this shit. Yeah, a thousand percent. You know, I got back in the States, man. I, I immediately got a stomach ache just from like the next day from eating a, a burger. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
0: that's real, and you you felt that you felt the impact of that decision.
1: Yeah, man, it's just like
0: that's so wild that you you experienced that as well. Because living out there, I could eat whatever I wanted to. I didn't feel the inflammation that I do when I eat food mm-hmm. here in the states. And as soon as I came back, i I gained weight immediately. Yeah,
1: man. When I got back, man, my girlfriend was like, "Babe, did you lose weight?" I'm like, "I guess." I mean, thank you for. Not calling me fat?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So on on this thing that you were talking about where you saw fish and fruit, I want to bring a little bit more context to it. I'm imagining what you saw was an open-air outdoor market Mm -hmm. that was near your hotel. Is Mm -hmm. that what it was? Yeah. Okay, because you made it sound like shady van fish. And (laughs) I just want to let people know that in...
1: (laughs) No, 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 not you sp- at all, not bro! At all. You said
0: it came out of a van, and that people were just so. Explain to them what the whole thing was, so, so people get some thing, context. The like the
1: whole thing was, you know, it was basically the break, the whole breakdown. It was displays like setups where, as if you were in at Luby's, and you're looking at all this fresh produce from behind a screen, but it's like so. What's well- a Luby's? Oh, you don't know what Luby's is? Come on, baby. Hey. Your mama ain't Never take you to Loubies on Sundays, bro. What was the Loubies? So Loubies is like this. It's man, people call it the senior citizen buffet. <laughs>
0: oh, see, where I'm from, we don't have
1: those. Really? I'm from I'm from the East Coast, bro. I'm oh, From the East Coast, need Boston Market. Yeah, it's like Boston Market, but <laughs> <laughs> but bigger. You can actually sit and dine. But um, okay,
0: mm-hmm. keep keep describing it, and we we're gonna come back to this because. I think clarity will help you. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? So, because <laughs> we got to we gotta keep this moving. And I wish I was out there with you. I, re- I hope sometime we get to kick it in Paris Espresso since you love it. And I'll show you my version of the city and explain some things as you're going down. But in every neighborhood in Paris, or just about every neighborhood, a couple days a week, they have these, I mean, you saw like official like stalls, like you were at an open air market, a fle- uh, a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to one of those? No, I have not. Okay. Which I, which is fine. We're going to work through this together, though, because there's <laughs> one right here in Dallas, right here in Deep Ellum, because you mentioned a flea market. And I was like, oh, he's never been to the farmer's market in Dallas, where it's an open air event and local vendors from the area come and sell a lot of food, a lot of produce, fish, fresh meats, those rotisserie chickens. Um and it's designed that way in every neighborhood. So two or three times a week, they literally block off the sidewalk, put up these coverings like awnings for all the different vendors and people buy their groceries. there fresh, locally sourced groceries and things like that. You can even get some clothing items, you know, light bulbs and stuff like that for almost every neighborhood in Paris. That's what you got to witness, which is dope because a lot of people miss that. They have no idea that you have access to some of the freshest produce and food products right outside your door in most of the city.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in, in it, it's, it's one thing for me not to be used to that because it's just like I grew up, you know, we, we had like, you know, we would always go to like Walmart. There's a spot called Jerry's. Yeah. It's just like it's something similar to that, but it's like a family-owned kind of thing. But it's like, you know, you don't get to see stuff like that. And that. That blew my mind, man. That really blew my mind.
0: I think the really cool thing about the way you've shared this is while it was only a couple days and it might seem small, but you had a realization and a, a new awareness about the food that you were ingesting or even just the coffee. You had that one experience and now you have so many more questions, so many areas you'd like to learn more about when it comes to what you put into your body. And to me, that's, that's worth it alone.
1: Indeed, indeed. And it's, it's funny because, man, as soon as I got back, it's just like I realized like, whoa, like now I have to watch where I shop.
0: I mean, because if you hadn't had that experience and literally felt the change in your body, literally not felt well, why would you have done anything different than what you've been doing your whole life? How did you feel as a, a black man in Paris? Did anything about your perception of yourself change either during or after this trip of going abroad? Did you realize anything about yourself? How do you feel about that? Like,
1: and this is not even the ego talking. I felt like a king when I came back from Paris. Due to the fact that me not experiencing mm. something like that anytime sooner, but it's just like it came at the right time for me. Now it's like I'm applying everything that I saw, everything that I've experienced in Paris, you know, those moments, those feelings, and, and, and being around such greatness while I was out there. It's just like it changes your perception on a lot of things. And, and even when it comes down to like how you move in the city. You finally start to realize, like, hey, I'm worth more than what I perceive to be.
0: Wow, wow. Were there any moments where that just sunk in? Was it the the general appreciation of the crowds and audiences? What what kind of got you to that point of realization?
1: Man, as soon as I walked on stage, I think that was a moment that made me realize, like, whoa, this, like I am pretty badass. I'm am, I'm am pretty badass right now. <laughs> like so it's like you man it's just like you Hell walk yeah. up the steps and you see your your weapon of choice just sitting over there waiting to be played and all of a sudden it's just like you get this big ball of screaming clapping all these whoo like that man that that fired my soul man like that add fire to my soul now it it, it got me so excited to where it's just like even when like even at church today man i'm not even gonna lie i was at church i walked up to the drones and i felt that same literally that same experience even though it didn't happen but it was just like it it weighs on you like that man like that was a moment for me when i realized like shit i am badass i do what i need to do i do what i want to do i'm i'm in demand right now <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that yeah mm. that's yeah yeah i'm having like a like a Brain orgasm right now.
0: <laughs> you're good. You're good, man. I'm, I'm glad you got to tap in and, and have an experience like that because that's literally what being on stage and, and traveling and just being outside of your normal zone can provide for you. And the, the vibe with the audience, I know it was real because there's such a deep appreciation. Like people show up to shows mm-hmm. to listen. In the States, we have so many dope players. We are so used to this music that the, the level of appreciation isn't always high but you go overseas and whether you're playing blues swing you know bebop whatever people are there to hear you and you're over here representing you're part of this jazz and musical tradition that we've been shipping out into the world man like you were the embodiment of all that came before you and people showed up to hear you Yeah. oh my god
1: yeah don't remind me (laughs)
0: Yeah, bro, you need to be reminded because this shit's recorded. This shit's on wax. You know what I'm saying? But how you feel about yourself when you approach your craft has only increased. And that can only yield positive results everywhere you go.
1: And there was, a, you know what? There was another moment that made me realize, like, life-changing things are happening as far as, like, within myself. Man, while we were playing, man, it's just like, imagine if one of your OGs... Sitting there, just smiling at you, watching you do what you love, and just like soaking it all in, and just feeding the shit on, just like go, unleash the dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> go full out. It, it, it that was yeah. that was a moment to where it was just like, wow, man. Like for anybody to appreciate not only my sound, but the way I do things, and and you know the way I express myself. That's that's some deep shit. Like. That's some serious deep shit, and that that just pushes me to do more, you know.
0: Yeah, man, I'm with it. And the fact that it's someone you look up to, another black man, that's powerful, man. We don't we don't always have a lot of moments of transparency where we tell each other how we feel or have the opportunity to give people a platform and a chance to do what they do best. I love mm-hmm. all of that energy that was going on man. with y'all on stage. Yeah. Oh man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know bro you, you kind of like shook right now, just talking about it. listen, dude, it there's a lot of power and a lot of value in this, and I hope that you listen back to this and f- make sure you always know where to keep a copy of this. I will send it to you because you this could have not happened. and there's plenty of musicians, plenty of dope ass musicians with all the talent in the world that will never experience yeah.
1: this. And you know what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right the thing about it is it's like sometimes it gets to the point to where you know they can't blame anyone but themselves it's just like it's just one easy step it's just like go get your passport stay professional you know keep it keep it honest you know just the simple things man the simple things count the most man it's just like people say we make it look so easy but it's like it's not that easy not as easy as you think it is but the more you consistent with it you know the doors will open you just got to find yourself in a path of where it's just like you 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 are you are being your honest self not only your honest self but you're speaking your truth along the way
0: those are some insightful words bro i couldn't agree more listen (laughs) listen <laughs> i called you for a reason man i chose you for a reason and i'm so glad that this trip has been adding value in such a positive way for you man i i'm i'm so grateful we got a chance to talk yeah i know i'm not on the scene as much as uh i used to be or i'm just not around as much and
1: oh you stop that hey man you stop that shit you still you still a heavy dog. You know? I'm I'm
0: doing a lot more of this. I can't I can't do both. But I wish I could be out at every show supporting. But I'm I'm paying attention, and I'm I'm glad that I could hear firsthand what this experience meant to you. And I'm sure we'll we'll catch up, and I'll hear more about it. But I mean that's that's very rewarding for me, man. So you're doing me a huge favor because you know who knows when you were going to get the passport if you didn't get the call. And the fact that I am still around to experience this moment and share it with you, dude, I'm, I'm immensely grateful. Man, I'm grateful as well. Man, again, thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, man, it's the new business I'm in right now. I'm the Santa Claus of fucking passports. So let's get busy, you know what I'm saying? So I am,
1: I am now Santa. <laughs> I am Santa, yes. <laughs> I love it. You should, you should trademark that. You should definitely. <laughs> Definitely.
0: Train like <laughs> but dude, as, as we round out, I'd love to hear about any upcoming trips and projects you got going on. Maybe this travel experience in Paris as you setting your sights on, you know, creating an opportunity for yourself internationally, maybe vacation, maybe a trip. What do you have going on that we can look forward to when we all follow your social media accounts and all the cool things you're doing?
1: Look forward to I'll be in Chicago um, at the end of the month. On the 29th, I'll be in Chicago with the Peterson Brothers again. Um, in December, I have to promote this man. If if anybody out there loves Disney, you would love this show. In December, and follow me on Instagram It's Sir Juice, but without the U, it's a V, so it's Sir Juice. There's a show happening. There's a Disney tribute show. It's it's gonna be big at the Kessler Theater. I will give you guys more information on that, and um, oh, it's going to be huge. The last one we just had—it's a couple months ago—at Three Links, and it was fucking fantastic. Man, appreciate <laughs> that, man. It was—it was a lot of hard work because you know Disney music is not simple at all, <laughs> at all, man. No, that's not—that's
0: not, that's not top forty covers at all, at all,
1: man. And we did it with a fourteen-piece band. I think it was like either fourteen or sixteen-piece. Somewhere around there, but it was it was a pretty big band. But this time the band is gonna be bigger, man. We just, we're trying to take this shit to a whole nother level. Hopefully we can take it overseas. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm working, working. I mean, I have some like local stuff coming up, but you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Sirjuice, S I R J V I C E. And I keep posting. There on you go. Rep your shit, bro. You know, gotta, 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 gotta do what it do, baby. Gotta make it do what it do. <laughs> <laughs> Full agreement.
0: That's what it's here for. And any trips? I mean, where, where's the next place you like to travel? You got Paris done, and it sounds like you definitely visit again. Where else are you looking forward to seeing in the world?
1: Man, honestly, I've heard a lot of things about Germany, so I think Germany is next.
0: Mm, okay. I
1: Think Germany is next. I don't know where exactly, but. Let's just put Germany on the radar. All
0: right, man. You let me know any resources I can send your way. I definitely will. But I'll be looking out to either hearing about a, a trip out there or another tour opportunity, another gig opportunity, man. And I'm glad you have your sights and your curiosity set to see something else, man. And I Indeed. hope you get to go back to Paris. man. I really I'm, do. And just, and just kick it. I better go back to Paris.
1: <laughs> I better go back to Paris. If, if I don't, man. No, let me not even say that. I'm going back to Paris.
0: I'm I'm going to tell you whether you do or you don't, it's all on you. It's all on you. That is true.
1: That is true. I hold the key.
0: (laughs) And you got a goddamn passport. You literally hold the key. You know, I know you put in a bunch of good work on the scene, you know, a couple streams of revenue, you know, just put a little bit away and, you know, might be a year, might be six months, but treat yourself,
1: man. Yeah, I, I, you know what? And I do want to take my girlfriend out. She's never really been out of the States or country. Mm. So that'll be a good thing. Mm. Put me on game, baby. Put me on game. <laughs>
0: hey, man, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. feel like I'm the the older brother that nobody asked for, but gets a little bit of appreciation here and there.
1: <laughs> you a big bro to me. I don't know about anybody else, but I definitely ask for people like you in my life, man. Truly appreciate you, man.
0: Absolutely man you just you just doing the most you can making us all proud and uh, I'm also the king of uh taking your girlfriend on all expense paid vacations so we'll talk about that too cuz uh <laughs> some of those were mistakes
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all make them we all make them, but as long as you grow from them. As long as you grow from
0: them. <laughs> Yeah, man. Had to end that on a, on, a, on a high note with some laughs. Bro, I hope to uh, hear about more of your adventures. And I'll be seeing you in the city soon, man. Well, I'll make it a point that that we catch a drink. Um, and, dude, proud of you. Glad you came back on to share your experience. I know a lot of people, and especially here in Dallas, are going to benefit from someone that they they know and trust and can talk to about what you've been going through, man, because it's real and I think you'll
1: never forget it, man.
0: This will, this experience will last you the entirety of your life.
1: Indeed, indeed. And man, you know, and I will end on this. If you haven't got your passport, get your goddamn passport. <laughs>
0: say say Eric, it one more time for him, Jackie. Just it. one more time.
1: If you ain't got your goddamn passport, get your goddamn passport right now. I know my mama gonna be listening to this. I'm sorry, mama, but they need to get their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts,
0: man. Well, dude, appreciate that. And, uh, dude, hope to see you back here, man, real soon. Hey, man, I'm just a phone call away.
1: <laughs> I know it, man.
0: All right, man, be safe, be easy. All right, you too, bro. All right, peace. There you have it, travel family. Our boy has come home, an international touring musician. So proud of you, Jackie. Y'all make sure you check him out because not only is he a dope dude, but he is a dope musician at Sir Juice. Again, make sure you use a V instead of a U on Instagram. He's also all over the social medias. And you can definitely check him in town in Dallas when he's around. He's a pretty popular, highly requested musician. Um, and the Disney show that he was talking about is definitely going to be dope. Like, definitely rock your socks off. If you're into 90s nostalgia or any of these movies, they have awesome soundtracks. And the crew that puts that together, y'all are doing the damn thing. So shout out to y'all. Musically, y'all crushing it. So that's another story, another winner, another passport recipient who's gone out and seen the world and come back changed. I love all the different aspects that Jackie mentioned. Even subtle things like the food or looking for a pair of J's in Paris, like that's real deal stuff and it answers a lot of questions and I hope kind of solves some of these mysteries about what's it like to be out there. Well, you might find some J's, you might not. If that's important to you, it's good for you to know. Um, Also, you might be exposed to some new foods or new experiences. So I think it's really cool to hear these first responses from these travelers who have had their first experience, because how else are you going to get that detail? It's been a while since I've had my first trip abroad and being able to kind of reflect in the newness of the experience is such a treat for me so if you are a man of color if you know a man of color if you're related to a man of color who's been searching to travel the world and does not have his passport yet is over the age of 21 and really wants to see something new not about the world at large but also about himself hit us up because we're out here sponsoring the passports you heard it i am the passport santa now i might add that to my aka's but i'm feeling it for now if you need a passport hit us up we can make this happen all you got to do is check out the details on our ig at point noir show and on my personal twitter at cherry underscore the third and i'm gonna say this since i'm in amsterdam amsterdam feeling good things are rolling if it is too difficult for you to have access to a social media account you're on a social media account fast or something like that deadass fam send me an email at kimonojack at pointnoirshow.com that's it kimonojack at pointnoirshow.com i'm doing the best to create a platform that is accessible by everyone and we know that social media is important that's where most of the platform lies we don't have a website or anything like that But I really want to help people, and I know that there are just so many excuses. So if your excuse is, I haven't used Twitter or I haven't used you know, Instagram in a while or I can't figure out how to download the app, this may not be the contest for you because if downloading an app is going to be too difficult, there might be some other challenges you encounter along the way. The best I can do is offer you my personal email. Again, that's kimonojack, K-I-M-O-N-O-J-A-C-K, at pointnoirshow.com. Um, But that's the best I can do, and if y'all have better ideas, maybe I need to be sending flyers or knocking on doors and going door to door, hit me up, let me know. I'd love the feedback, but we try to make this as accessible and as freaking simple as possible. But. That being said, I'm not always aware of my blind sights of uh, privilege or accessibility and things like that. So if the social media is not working it for y'all and there's a whole bunch of y'all that know you'd have some people who'd be interested, if it weren't for social media, let me know. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation and let's hopefully work something out to get more men sponsored for the end of 2019 going into 2020. So that was a little bit of a rambling lecture. However, I need to get that off my chest. We try to make this as simple as possible, and if you know there are corrections we can make in the show, or the language, or how I come across as a host, I'm open to all of that sort of feedback. Hit me up. You got a million ways to do it that all being said y'all go out there and travel see some shit it's the end of the year treat yourself either for the holiday or for the new year go out and see the world don't just listen to these amazing stories and say man you know that's great for them but I wish it could be me it can be you we have so many documented cases where it is someone just like you so go out see the world enjoy yourself be safe, and I will see you all here next week where we share another amazing perspective from a man of color out here traveling and exploring the world. I'm Jerry III, a.k.a. Kimono Jack, signing off.